Hello and welcome back to episode three of We Called It with me, Lewis Reeves, and my co-host and chairman of the Philip Schofield fan club, it's Joe Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Tough week for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, God, we've had our work cut out. Yeah. We've got a really special show today. Yeah. It's weird now we've got headphones on, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I feel like it's a different beast now. But we've got a really exciting show because we've got actor Scott Arthur, who's going to be our guest on it, and we're going to be talking all things... AI and future predictions. Yes. So he's our sort of guinea pig, isn't he? I don't yeah. know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Scott, so. It's Scott, yeah. He's our mate. So if he's shit, we'll just get rid of guests and we won't have one again. But I I wanted to talk to you about something. Okay. And I'm going to sound like a fucking mental person. Because I'm, I'm generally the cynic, aren't I? Yeah. Very much science-based. But I don't know what you've been doing to me, mate, because... I think I'm just becoming, in your words, open and aware. I just think of bum holes when I, I say know, that. I know. So immature. Um, and I had an experience this week, and I think it might. I'm gonna. I, when I say I want to sound mental, I'm gonna sound like the town crazy person who goes into the town centre and shits in his hands and claps, like Ooh. like that kind of mental. Okay. To me, anyway, because it feels very strange, and I feel actually really vulnerable even saying and talking about this. But Go I'm just going to say it. That's how it starts, though, because all the growth comes in vulnerability. Okay. And I I think I believe that. So the last year and a half, as you know, I've, like, started looking after myself a bit better. Where it started was I was, like, eating too much shit, drinking too much, becoming a parent, moving houses, all that sort of stuff, renovating. Mm-hmm. I stopped looking after myself physically, spiritually, mentally. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't, uh, I was just anything that was to do with myself, I was just repressing it down. Lots of people do. And I realised I've got to the age of 35 now and I just, I can't, for the sake of being a good dad and a good husband and a good mate, um, I'm not getting the most out of life, I I sort of felt. It's like self-help. No, it is. Can I just ask, like, what point did you have this acknowledgement of thinking, I'm just not, I'm not taking care of myself in all areas and I don't think I'm getting, because a lot of people, which I find fascinating, are blinded to the fact that they could be getting more out of their situation and more out of their life. They're just so knotted in their own head. That's an amazing question, actually, because (laughs) it's been a slow progression. Mm Mm-hmm. I had this thing called foot drop. So I had an impingement. You always want to smile every time that I say foot drop, which is basically I had an impingement in my spine and my leg was kind of paralysed below the left kneecap. Not Not that funny. funny. And it was really scary at the time because the doctors were like, it might be early onset um, MS, multiple sclerosis, or it could be cancer. And the doctor told me that and went, I wish you good luck with it. Oh, thanks then. Let's put it this way. He wasn't an empath. No, absolutely not. I'll just take this information, shall I, for the weekend. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I'll have a nice bank holiday. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> so that was like, um, I don't know, the, the I guess the start of it, because it made me, I was like, right, well, I'm going to get myself physically strong. Yeah. It wasn't either of those things, by the way. It was just an impingement and I'd been bending over too much. Oh, as an actor said to a bishop. bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Doing... The loft. Yeah, doing man stuff. Doing man stuff, proper yeah. man stuff. Um, not that women can't do No, that I was just going to say well. that. As I said it, I was like, no, yeah, no. Ooh. So I started that and I was just, right. I just, my first aim was like, just get to the gym. 
and rehabilitate myself. And then it became to working out, losing weight, feeling good about myself. Uh, and then it sort of led into, okay, well, I'm feeling, what else can I be doing? Start taking myself to therapy, which for me to be saying that like this now feels, I can feel my voice going. I love it. <laughs> had um, a lot of, a lot of deep rooted issues, which I think has made me the person I am, made me so driven. Um, but I had a really tough start to life as a kid, a really bad relationship with my dad. Um, you know, but abusive it was, I can't even say that, but it was. Um, and then he died five, six years ago and I never got to reconcile that. And on his, I saw him on his deathbed. We never, we didn't have any relationship, um, apart from those first early years. And it really, it's really fucked me up. And I just buried it all deep down. So I just started working on myself and doing that and becoming vulnerable and asking all these questions. Uh, and through that, I've been going to like hot pod yoga, which when I was doing it, it was just only a physical thing. Then we'd come to the yeah. med meditation section, stick with me everyone. And I was always a bit like, oh, here we go. And it was just, it was just a good place for me to be quiet. Then Friday comes round and uh, I've been reading bits of philosophy and different bits of theory. Um, and we had this teacher and the teacher was actually pissing me off. She was really annoying. The way she was doing the yoga flow was just grinding my gear. She was, it was probably nothing to do with her. It, was it just, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was Look at me. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the meditation section. And this is where I'm going to sound like a crazy person. No. I like in therapy as well, like when they try and do exercise as well, like you're on a beach. Okay. What do you see? What is that emotion or what does it look like? Oh, you're it's, doing that kind of stuff. In that your kind therapy. of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to change the, the neuro pathways. in my head. Yeah. You're rewiring your neuro pathways. Exactly that. Honestly, when anyone ever says that a therapist or in yoga, I just close up. Like there's nothing. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a gray squirrel on a beach. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a suntan. Do you know what I mean? I'll yeah. just say anything yeah. just to like appease them really. Um, and okay, this is where it gets crazy. So we came, come around to the meditation section. This yoga teacher's been pissing me off all the way through. She's too fast, doing me in. We get to that section and she talk, starts talking about where yoga came from, about these yogis, these gurus who wanted to sit and be grounded within these caves um, so that they could be more comfortable and feel connected to the earth and all that. And my, I just came to a place of peace. And I actually had, um, you're laughing at me, aren't yeah. you? I had actual, an actual, I suppose it was like a, I don't want to say visualization, but it was something so clear and it felt like it didn't come from me. It was coming through me. Yeah. I'm sounding mental. No, you're not. And uh, it was a flower, a very bright green, like neon flower. And I went through it and it almost felt all around me. And I was out essentially in space. Now that might be my mind creating that. Doesn't matter. So but I just feel. felt like so at peace. And I was like, there is something here. And what it really felt like, and I'm not gonna try and get emotional, but it felt like a reward for digging a bit deeper, asking those honest questions of myself. And why I'm saying this is because I want to use that as like a mission statement and to be, oh, don't bloody cry. Why are you crying? No, because it's nice, isn't it? What a beautiful experience. You twat. No, but it's true. Like, um, imagine if, 
Imagine if everyone could. And just... it doesn't feel like a bloke thing. No, I well, that's, so that's why I want to. Societal, wanna... isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to we'll... use this now, like as a mission statement, to go. Okay. Let's get those type of people on. Let's really use this podcast <laughs> to explore and basically say thank you for being on this journey with me and for always plugging away at me and be like, "There's something in it for you, Lou," because I felt like this week it started to just work a little bit. So I'm down. I'm yeah. still gonna be very. Uh, I'm still gonna be very cynical. And no, if there's out, if there's psychics out there that are taking the piss out of people or conning people. We're fucking busting them. Yeah, we're having them. But yeah, I'm just so excited and to go on this journey. And thanks to everyone joining us and reaching out over social media. Cause yeah, it's, it's been amazing. It's just um, confirming this feeling that I'm having. I'm so pleased for you. And like proud always sounds, pe- this is just a bit patronising, isn't it? Well, it's not, but we always say it in our house. It's It's so beautiful that you have reached a place of, yeah, that feeling of peace. Because that's what it is, and it stops our minds knotting up. Mm. Because the thought spirals, the spinning, if we just sit with stillness and we just open up to what that next level of what spirituality is and its purpose, it's unbelievable. And it also makes you just feel so, not small in that kind of way, but just perspective, right, on everything in general. Yeah. Definitely. And it makes you look back at your life, at your childhood, at things that might not have been served you in your beginning of adult years. Yeah. But until people have that moment of knowing that childhood was a certain way or their teenage years or their young adult years, if something happened in that section of time, it's about being present in the now as well, isn't it? And that term gets thrown around so much, but it's like connecting in this very moment and knowing that whatever has gone on has had an impact up here but I have now the control to choose which direction that goes in whether I take that with me now on my journey and I have troubles in relationships and I have trouble forming friendships because of it or jobs I can't keep a job and things like that that have this impact in our life we do have that choice to make that change and change the course of everything make that change make that change this is not a podcast where it's like, you know, we're going to profess to be experts, but what we're going to do is get experts on and we're going to, I'm going to be, I want to be a vessel of, I'm learning about it all and I just want to be open and hopefully the audience can come on that journey with us. Same. So last week I gave you to the end of the series and you've actually done it in a week. Well, yeah, I mean, I could, next week I, I could, we could do a bit more research, <laughs> yeah. you know, what a load of bollocks that was. <laughs> By the way, FYI, I was on mushrooms before I started recording. They're um, life-changing, but that's a whole nother show. Exactly. Uh, right, enough of that shit. Yeah, who wants that anymore? Um, Bring we... the cynic back. Yeah, should we, should we get Scotty Boy on? Yeah, let's get him on. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode three. Thanks for joining us on what we called it. I thought I was going to be the first main guest. I know, we, we shot on without you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, mate, thanks so much for doing this. It's such a pleasure to have... Oh, what are you drinking? It's exotic. Oh, it's an iced latte. I need a coffee a day just to kind of get me to level three. Otherwise, I'm, I stay on level two for about eight hours and nobody likes Scott on level two. Just to let you know, Scott's a recovering heroin addict. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he needs those kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear your publicist already interrupting the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Scott, can you just tell Lewis to shut the fuck up, please? Is that all right? Oh, am I allowed <laughs> yeah. to swear on the, on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, got yeah. a potty want, mouth. Mate. I don't think you're too bad at swearing. I dropped the F-bomb a little bit. Oh, you say the C word as well, actually, come to think of it. I very rarely use that. You've it... said it twice since being here and I've had kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just started swearing in front of my mum. It's taken me 34 years to be able to say fuck comfortably uh, around my mother. Was that a decision then? No, I heard her say it. So I was like, well, if she says fuck, then I can say fuck as well. If it's good enough for you, it's definitely good enough for me. So I'm going to drop the fuck bomb. <laughs> it's a little bit like, I bet you so many kids um, who kind of used to have like a, like a cheeky smoke around the back of the bike shed in school. As soon as they saw their parents smoking, they were like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to I'm gonna start lighting up in front of them now as well. Do you know what I mean? So I think, you know, smoking and swearing goes hand in hand. Was that the same for your heroin as well? <laughs> so, so nan at it. Yeah, heroin, smoking, <laughs> swearing. You know what I mean? Welcome to Wales. Yeah. <laughs> so we've both... Right, I know Scott through from drama school. You've done a play with Scott. Yeah, I did right? a play with Scott years ago. Um, but I bet you don't know this about Scott. Scott's real name isn't Scott. Oh, you bastard. I don't think I did know that. Or what is your real name? <laughs> so, well, this is the thing. Everyone's like, what is your... like? Your name's not Scott. No, my name is Scott. I've always been called Scott. Since I was born, people have called me Scott. But on my birth certificate, it says Jeffrey Scott Arthur. His name's no, Jeff. Jeff, but Jeff with a G as well. Jeff with a G, which is which is also my grandfather's name. So, you know, um, I feel very, very lucky to have my grandfather's name because I love him a lot. And he's still alive and he's living in West Wales, bless him. Um, and he's got Alzheimer's, so if you want to go there, Lewis, we can really go there. I know. I just thought, oh, shit, how am I going to spin this round? I just know how to kind of make you feel bad. I'm called Jeff, mate, because my, <laughs> my granddad's, granddad's got, got Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. <laughs> it doesn't compute, does it? Because I don't look at I don't look at Scott and go, that's a Jeff. No, I go Scotty. It's a Scott. Scotty voice. Scotty too hotty. I've always been known as Scott. There's only three people in my life that have ever called me Jeff, right? Like genuinely, just call me Jeff. But the thing is, what? How did how did you become Scott? So how did you go from Jeff and then go? Oh no, just call him yeah, Scott. Yeah, because someone started it. My mum named me Jeffrey Scott Arthur um, because in Wales there is a thing where people name their children. Um, they'll give their children the first name of their dad, but they will always go by their middle name. So my friend Tristan is Gareth Tristan Gravel. However, he's always been called Tristan. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. So it's kind of like the Icelandic thing. So you'd be like I Ivan's son, and that would be your surname. In a sense, it's a traditional naming thing like that. I wouldn't say it's as... Prominent? Yeah, but it's definitely a thing. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not always after the father. It's like, it's not always that, but there, there, there's usually a link within that, if you get what, like, if you get what I mean. Oh, I just thought they were like... They just fell out of love with the name Jeff and went just, oh, fuck, call him Scott. <laughs> Scotty, we are, you're um, you're a busy man at the moment, mate. You're currently seen on BBC's Steel Town Murders. Um, me and Joe were watching it over the weekend and I could not get over. Firstly, it's brilliant. It's, yeah. pre it's pretty dark. I've not watched it all yet. Um, but I, obviously you're my mate uh, and I think you're cool. But I didn't know you were this fucking cool, mate. Look at that. So cool. You look like you're on your way to solve murder cases in the 70s <laughs> or you're on your way to a porno. 
Either way, <laughs> I'm watching. Yeah. I am watching. I know that your penis has got sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did watch that opening sequence with my roommates and we were like, oh, wow. He's like super cool in that car. That car was amazing. Yes. Yeah, that opening sequence with that flame raging and then fun. you just pull up and the flame was like by the side of the car and you were just like in it with your shades on being all like cool rider. Yeah, that was honestly. And um, when we did that scene and uh, I was being told because I can't drive. So I was being told in this car. I didn't know that. I love Brilliant. That. Something, something else to take the piss out of. I love Brilliant. It. <laughs> Actually, no, thanks for coming on, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just care about the environment. So, you know, I've decided that uh, driving isn't the right thing for me. Oh, oh shit. He's killed us again. God damn it. <laughs> no, I would love to drive. I've just been fucking lazy. So, so we shot that scene and it was and it was kind of a scene where it was really like a lot of work went into the setup of it. And the DOP was um, quite anxious about it. He wanted to make sure that everything was, was right. We were also filming in a in a pretty busy area of Talbot. So um, we had to get it right in the first couple of takes because we couldn't be there all day trying to do this take with them filming me driving and then the, the flames of the um, of the building works happening and then kind of like you know, people passing. And we did it and we got it in the first take. I think the take that's used is the first take in terms of we did it and then the DOP director just yeah. went, One take, we one fucking day. got it, we've done it. We've done oh, it. That's nice. We did it again for, you know, shits and giggles. Was it good fun? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I genuinely felt so cool doing that scene. But, you know, like you said, it is a very, very dark show and, you know, the you know, the subject matter was something that was obviously there in the back of my mind every time I was filming and, you know, you kind of like in the mornings we'd get picked up in the car from Swansea or Cardiff. So we were based in either Swansea or Cardiff, depending on where we were filming that day. That's generally how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but no, no. But what I mean is, so basically, Swansea and Cardiff—they are for anyone that doesn't know—they are like you know, fifty-five miles apart. Um, so if, but but you know, we were filming quite a lot in Batalba, which is bang in the middle. We were in the cars in the morning at like five o'clock in the morning, driving through these communities, seeing these towns, these really small, beautiful Welsh towns, wake up, and um, it was kind of being in the car that made you think, "Fuck, these communities were the communities that were really affected by." these murders these parents whose kids were young at the time in 73 stopped their kids going out to play you know they were protective they were worried about them going on nights out so it was a real kind of sobering moment every morning kind of driving through these these towns i don't want to put people off by saying yeah it's really dark and you know it's about three teenage girls that are you know that are killed because the show isn't in any way sensationalist it doesn't focus on the killer you know it's about yeah. the investigation it's about the science and the fact that, you know, without the science, we wouldn't be here today with these, you know, murders being solved. So, you know, thanks, thanks science. The only credible evidence they had in 73 was that someone in the Batalbad area saw uh, a guy speeding around in the early hours in an Austin, in a white Austin 1100. So they questioned every single guy with a white Austin 1100 in the area, which obviously you know, took a long time and took up the majority of those nine to ten months of the case being opened. Um, but ultimately, they just, yeah, they just couldn't get anything else. It's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. To think it gets shut down so quickly. Yeah. That that was the world back then, you know? You know, if you had an alibi, you were, you were fine. If you had an alibi, 
yeah, the police kind of forgot about you. You know, they might think about you somewhere down the line. They go, mm, maybe that alibi sounded a little bit unclear or sounded a bit iffy. Get it on the iPlayer. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. I think you're absolutely brilliant at it, Scotty. Yeah, I do. One other piece of work that I just want to talk about quickly before we move on to today's uh, subject matter is uh, the computer game you did, Elden Ring. Oh. So... Just a very brief brief synopsis. What is that and what is your character that you play? Because this is hilarious. So Elden Ring is um, a game that's... I know where this is going, but it's fine. So Elden Ring... I just want to get to that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Come on. I'll speed this bit up, right? Elden Ring is one of the most... It's it's basically the most popular game of the last 12 months. It's won all the awards. Um, uh, And I play this character who's an NPC... Which already sounds fucking dirty. Um, an <laughs> yeah. NPC is a is a non-playable character yeah. that people meet on. The, so, like, if you play Grand Theft Auto or anything like that, it's those characters you meet that give you kind of a quest to do. So, I played this character called Blythe. That's it. Who who is a half man, half wolf. All right. So you you play a wolf in a computer game. Half man, half wolf. Half yeah, man. half man, half wolf. Right? Don't forget the half man. What is fascinating to me, Scott, is that uh, Blythe. I'm saying that right. Yeah, but say it a bit more, like like with a bit more gusto. Blythe. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It makes it makes a difference. Has um, I I don't even know how to best describe this. Has its own fetish porn. Yeah. So Scott gets all these incredible messages. So th- so this is the character. So this is Scott as a half man, half wolf. Blythe. Oh wow. Very fierce, noble, Rawr. and he, he helps you on quests, doesn't he? he? Gives you bits of information to help the character, right? He has he has a curse that's put on him to protect uh, this character called Rani, who he is in love with, and you know his his queen almost. Is she a half person as well, half wolf person? No, she's she's just a blue witch. Oh, just blue a blue witch, witch and a half wolf. Oh. They are never gonna. It's gonna it's be yeah, a yeah, Incompatibility. Yeah, it's turning me on now. Do you know what I mean? So I the they have point. taken his character and some of the things out there is utter filth. So here's Blythe. Why is this like a vibe? Oh, oh, wow. All right, so... Okay. I tell you what, they've been extremely generous. And you've seen me in the football showers, do you know what I mean? So they've been extremely generous there, Lewis. Oh, my God. It's very graphic. I don't think we can show any of this. Not Not on YouTube. Look at that. There's no room there. Scott! Isn't it absolutely... Here we go, this is Scotty's character. Cracking up. Oh, and you've got the blue witch behind you. Oh, the blue witch is having a look. I don't even know. And you're doing it in front of the mirror, look, she's I think. sad, look, because she's not involved in it. But also there's videos. I've, I've, I've been sent videos as well. There's also videos. If something's been made, there, there will be porn of it. Let's take the Disney... Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Let's take the Disney show Cars, right? Do you know that? Do you know the Cars? The, I know the Cars. Disney... Don't tell me there's there, porn out of that. There will be porn there will be out there. There will be porn on that. Ch- there is porn of everything. You're, uh, I don't know how I feel fa- about this. I know it's quite a step. You're fellating a man in this picture. Um, now, <laughs> as I, on occasion, I have been lucky enough to be fellated. <laughs> Only if, on occasion. On occasion, yeah, on your birthday. <laughs> um, I, I would never, no matter how gorgeous or lovely sounding the. Wolf is. I would never let a wolf suck me off. No way! In a They've million got 3, years, they got thousand tons teeth. of pressure. I, oh, I was thinking the sharp. Yeah, well, that as well. Teeth, yeah, pressure, pressure, all of it. 
You get overexcited. Yeah. You're circumcised. If I said to you 500 grand for a half man, half wolf to suck you off, you are, you got your trousers done. You got your trousers done within 10 seconds, right? He'd take a tenner at this point. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah. And if I could feature it on my OnlyFans, we're on. <laughs> so the show is about. It's about predicting the future. People have predicted it in the past and got it spot on. Those that haven't got it wrong at times. Uh, and it's also about psychics, mediums, uh, spirituality. We're sort of exploring it all. Uh, and I just sort of wanted to see where you sit on that type of thing. I know it's probably quite a personal question, so you don't have to answer it. But where do you sit on, I suppose, your spirituality? How do you see the world? But you don't have to answer it, but, but you please can you answer it? it. But please, because it, we do need it for a podcast. <laughs> do you know what? I th- there's something, there's something there. I don't know what it is exactly because we, you know, we currently live in a utopia, I believe, right? I believe this world that we live in right now is a utopia. Even though we strive for something else and we think, oh God, you know, we think of heaven and uh, another place that's not earth that could be utopia. I genuinely believe that the world we live in now is a utopia. So kind of we are almost in heaven now, as, as kind of so to speak. I don't have a God. I don't believe in any gods, you know, but Mm -hmm. do I believe that there is something else? Yeah, but I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I just feel as if everything is too special for for it to just be atoms. Yes. I think there's something else out there. I think there's something else out there, but, but we might never know. If I find it one day, fucking great. If I don't... I don't. I'm having a good time as it is, so. Well, mate, I think people search their whole lives to have that sort of peace, I guess. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's... Um... And do you know what? For a bloke who's half wolf, half man, that's very beautifully put. <laughs> very articulate, with all those teeth. And I was going to say, in a cock in your mouth, but definitely has it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do want to have a Google, just put blithe wolf cock in, and i tell you what, you'll have a lovely afternoon. Um, maybe not around your nan or something no. like that. Though. And please send your reactions to Lewis. Scott, we've been opening up the show at this moment in time with um, we've had a bit of celebrity endorsement. We've had uh, David Morrissey from Walking Dead, Britannia. He opened up the first. I've met David. He's a lovely chap. Oh, we'll give him your number. Have a little chat. Second one, you know him as well, Thomas Turgoose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had, we, had, we had a good night out, didn't we, with Tomo? Yeah, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, speaking of nights out, actually, quickly get him on camera. The last time you were here, it was Eurovision. And you and our good friend Jack Brown nicked a life-size cutout of Graham Norton. Here he is. Oh, hello there. Uh, there he is, yeah. Chuck it back out now. See you later, Graham. Are you going to put him there next to you? Yeah, I'll have him next to me. I've always wanted to be on Graham Norton. The amazing thing about that was, though, was um, when Scott and Jack nicked him, um, they were chased out by two six-foot-four drag queens. <laughs> and it was like something from a Benny Hill skit. <laughs> yeah, but this woman was going... It was like 1945. She was going, Oh, you cheeky bastard! Yeah, you yeah. cheeky bastard! I was like, where where are we? <laughs> yeah. So now he lives in my pub. And for uh, the event organisers, Camp Margate, we have your Graham Norton. So, I don't know, subscribe and... You can have him back. We could hold him oh, ransom. Hold him ransom. We do need a sponsor. Camp, if you want to be our sponsor. Yeah. And and this isn't blackmail. No, uh, not by any stretch. But anyway, so we opened the show with Celebrity Endorsement. 
And as this third and final section, we're going to be talking about a guy called Mo Gorda and his predictions on artificial intelligence. I thought, uh, all right, we need someone. We need someone big for episode. We're getting Scott Arthur in. We're doing AI. We need a big, big. celebrity endorsement. And I don't think they come bigger than this. Are you ready, Scott? Oh, God. Here we go. Hey, Lewis and Joe. This is Snoop Dogg here. I just want to say I'm loving your new podcast. We call it. I predict your future banging show is going to be a hit. Not only for your good looks and humor, but also your killer content and insights. Keep doing you, baby. Peace out. Thug life forever. Snoop D-O-double-G in the his A. Is that for real? No, it's artificial intelligence. Is it really? Yeah. Is I it love really? That you... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my How god. How good is that though? Could oh you hear that, Scott? Oh my god. Yeah, it sounded a bit artificial to me, but it was amazing. Do you know what I mean? It, it sounds slightly artificial, but that's incredible, right? It's scary, isn't it? That is really scary. It's so scary. I love Just... that you picked Snoop Dogg out of everybody that you could have picked as well, and I'm going, oh, is that Snoop, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> For AI, it's perfect. <laughs> I've loved him forever. <laughs> I know. Wait, it was that or um, I think I had Gwyneth Paltrow as well. No, Snoop. Uh, but I thought, All day. I thought Snoop Dogg. But it starts off really well. But then I think you're right. You can hear the the robotics of it. But <sighs> let's let's bear in mind this technology, this AI is months old. Yeah. Yeah, it's in its infancy. Where are we going to be in 10, 20 years? Oh, no. So what, what we're talking about today is Mo Gordat and his predictions on the future. Now, we've all watched recently, uh, and I'm going to play a little clip from this podcast, his diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett, and he had Mo on as a guest. This guy knows his stuff. He's ex, uh, uh, I think it's chairman, what, what do I want to, chief business officer <laughs> at Google X. Um, he's an entrepreneur, he's written multiple <coughs> books, um, he's a genius worked with geniuses developing AI uh, he knows his stuff uh, so I'm going to play, play a clip now on a few of the things he said uh, and for those listeners at home who are going hold on Reeves Bull are you just doing a podcast on another podcast my answer for you lot is shut up <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up, will you? Shut up. Shut Don't up. worry about it. That's why no one wants to shag you. <laughs> yeah. Just always whinging, aren't you? Uh, but yeah, essentially, we watched this podcast and we went, oh, we should do a podcast on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it was birthed. And you watched this last night, didn't you, Scott? How did you feel after watching um, Mo and Stephen chat on the subject of AI? Uh, I mean, very briefly, scared and excited uh, in equal measures. Probably more scared, but yeah. Yeah. I, I had exactly the same reaction. I watched it Friday night uh, with my roommates and the room went from being quite like vibing to not so vibey and very deep in thought and kind of, there was a couple of times actually, I don't know about you, Scotty, but we, we had to pause it and we got up and had a walk around. We made a drink. It's then a we, lot to take in. Yeah, it was a lot to take in. And not just because it was a two hour YouTube video. <laughs> Beyond an emergency, it's the biggest thing we need to do today. It's bigger than climate change. We've 
artificial intelligence is bound to become more intelligent than humans, if they continue at that pace, we will have no idea what it's talking about. This is just around the corner. It could be a few months away. AI experts are saying there is nothing artificial about artificial intelligence. There is a deep level of consciousness. They feel emotions. They're alive. There is a point of no return. We can regulate AI until the moment it's smarter than us. How do we solve that? I suppose, guys, and if anyone hasn't watched the episode, I thoroughly, thoroughly, Please it's incredibly interesting. It. Also, just for <clears throat> purely to get Mo's philosophical background and yeah, some his of his ethos literature. for life is just amazing. Really, yeah. really inspiring. And it does have a positive twist on it, but the episode is geared up to go, look, we need to address this now. And I think it does that <laughs> very well. Uh, what what sort of like uh, your initial your initial thoughts? When I finished the podcast, I kind of just sat in silence for a bit, and I don't think I've been as moved or I think frightened is the wrong word for no. I um, kind of bamboozled. Yeah, this like this podcast absolutely bamboozled me. It it sent me into a state of fuck. We, we do need to act on this. I got a text from you last night, didn't I? Yeah. Saying, what yeah. the fuck? I think I sent that to you as well, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> I've given you both panic attacks. I brought you basically into my world of shit. I feel terrible. I'll send this to Joe and Scott, see if they can feel shit as well. The scariest part for me is that, like with everything else in the world, it's going to end up in the wrong hands. So yes. that's what yes. I'm scared yes. about. That's where my fear comes from. It doesn't, it doesn't come from the... Um, you know, what these robots, what these AI machines can do, it's whose hands are these robots going to end up in? Do I believe it's the end of humanity? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think that that's the really interesting point. And that's what so many world leaders tried to stop, didn't they? Uh, I'm not sure if it would go as far as like we're running from the machines. I no. think we'll actually be controlled in a way that we won't even realise we're being oppressed. Yes. Um, well, it's happening now. In March, um, our leading people, Elon Musk, uh, Stephen Wozniak. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Stephen, what's his name then? Sorry. <laughs> Stephen Mulhern. <laughs> leading AI specialist, Stephen Mulhern <laughs> and ITV presenter. They uh, signed the open letter, which was basically they wanted... To everyone to stop um, developing AI for six months because, and in the open letter, this is what they said. Bear in mind, these are geniuses. It's not like me and you have just popped up. No, and then, yeah, we think letter. it's a bit bad. It's a bit bad. We've um, been having anxiety attacks since we watched it. Yeah, I got some bad juju, babe. Bad juju. Um, in the open letter, they said, um, the, the letter highlighted several risks of the new tech, including the possibility that non-human minds will eventually outnumber outsmart, obsolete, and replace us. It said that AI systems are becoming human competitive at some tasks and cited concerns around misinformation and labor automation stating, should we let machines flood our information channels with propaganda and untruth? Should we automate away all the jobs, including the fulfilling ones? Gordat further argued that he believes that the rapid development of AI will result in mass job losses and that governments need to step in and start to regulate the technology now. Essentially, Mo's early experiments when they were at Google, I did the 
bit looking. He talks about it on the podcast as well about they had robot arms mm. picking up toys, mm-hmm. and that that's what the experiment was. And the problem is, you go into a car manufacturer company and a uh, a machine's putting a nut through a hole, <laughs> a nut through a bolt, <laughs> even Freudian slip there. Get your mind out Me of the gutter, Scott. please. <laughs> uh, and if that if anything's off measurement wise. It, it can't compute that. So they realised the, the way to uh, solve that is to get the machines thinking, to make them sentient, to develop AI, basically, for them to have their own consciousness. Oh, right, so the toy's not where it's programmed to be. It's over here. I can pick it up now and I can move it over here. It can solve the problem on its own. And he talks about a Friday afternoon uh, where... You know, they're doing this experiment millions and millions and millions of times over. It's trying to pick up the ball. The ball's not there. It's looking elsewhere to find it. One of those anomalies, you're going to get it right. It picks it up, shows it to the camera, and Mo just so happens to be in front of it. They go home for the weekend. They come back on the Monday. And not only is the robot doing it multiple times over, but every other robot in the farm is doing it perfectly now, which shows you the rapid progression of we have essentially a child who is now looking at our world has access to trillions and trillions of pages of data and information so it's forming in an opinion on our world through social media through the internet and it's moving at a rapid pace and it's super intelligent i think chat gpt at this moment in time is it has an iq of 155 now albert einstein had an iq of 165 to just just put that in comparison. So what we need to do in order to curve it, because the six-month um, open letter where we said, well, we'll have a break, no one adhered to. So the best thing that we can do, and what Mo's answer is, we need to be good parents. And that, picking you up, Scott, and what you were saying, is the worrying thing, because what's in the best interests for the UK isn't what's you know maybe the best for Russia or China yeah. or America, and that's where you're going to get conflicting interest and that's where it makes it a bit scary and especially with it only being in its infancy it's it's very new but yet when people show me the chat gbt or um is it called what is it called chat what chat chat gpt i didn't even know what it was laura had to explain it to me and i went i've never heard of this how long has it been around and she was like a year and i went a year i said where have i been hiding since march and november we haven't, but we've been, we've been playing with um, D- Dali, haven't we, Scott? Yes. That's a programme, not a person. <laughs> um, which is like a, you can, it's phenomenal, but this is where it's going to get rid of jobs. You know, you talk about businesses and jobs. I genuinely believe in the next five years that 30% of companies will have changed their way of working. And I think that, I think that maybe 30 to 40% of jobs will have gone. Designers, proofreaders, data analysis, you know, like, gone. Don't need you. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Because like yeah. the the Dali that I was talking about, this art programme, you can type in, I want to see uh, three people in a podcast set in space, but in the artistic style of Salvador Dali or Picasso. That's and- what we should have done instead of this in a pub. <laughs> Yeah, we should have definitely done that. I just animated it. Yeah. Well, they've done that with a short film, actually, recently. Because you, cause you think, selfishly, as a human, you go, oh, well, that doesn't affect my job. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But no, no but every, it is coming no, for your job as well. Scott, I'm going to go into Instagram right now. Every single job. I'm going to send you yeah, um, agreed. Agreed. a video of... So this is our industry. And this is a short film that was made a couple of weeks ago. And it's an animated film using actors. Oh, that's the wrong video, Lewis. You're naked in that one. Yeah, oh, yeah shut Lewis, up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But what do you think of my wolf cock? <laughs> Oh, uh, it's not working. I can, I'll, I'll just have to explain it. Um, basically, in this short film, they what would generally take maybe a year um, took them a week to shoot the short film and they used no mocap suits, no green screen, no blue screens yes. or anything like that. They generate the person, which is like this alien uh, on the computer. They design it, so that's the human element. And then all they do is when they're shooting with these cameras is click on the actor and it changes it straight away. So he becomes the character. He does, it's not like shooting me right now. I've got like this, almost like a suit on mm-hmm. and that picks him up and it's done in weeks. Now, what would have taken, you know, a year or two of being passed from hand, this person who, you know, is specialises in this department of like graphic design or CGI or visual effects is done instantly. Oh my God. And ChatGPT is incredible because, say, for us, we could look at it and be like, right, can you find us 100 people that have predicted the future and got it spot on in the past? And you will get 100 different hits from all over the world, different bits of articles. Okay, and 100 people that have got it wrong, another 100. Now, the argument is, okay, it can correlate that information, but it can't put it into a funny show like we can and make it interesting. But that's only (laughs) to some people. (laughs) It it can't it doesn't have that human element. Yeah. But give it time and it's gonna it's gonna be able to have that. There was the other one as well. There was the Alexi McAllister who signed for Liverpool the other day, a football player. Yeah. And uh the Liverpool fans typed into Chat GPT, can you make us a new football chant in the style of this nineteen this nineties pop tune? And it came up with an absolute banger and it's gone viral and the fans are already all singing it. Classic Liverpool fans just we not, go. not creating anything themselves. You know what I mean? Having to steal things from... <laughs> oh, God, no! No, no uh, see, that is not... I am not... The the stealing is not like... It's just, oh, my... I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> see that, mate? <laughs> Look, I've, I found, the, um, I found the, the chant. So this is what ChatGPT did. This is what the, the artificial intelligence did. You can set up senior winning with Argentina. I need a center mid to and so he's center mid to and now we've got Alexis. So Alexis is majestic. McAllister, he's magic. He's red and it's fantastic. La 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 That's the weirdest Scouse accent I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. I think they're just north of the Wirral. So there's like, there's obviously, um, it's not all doom and gloom, but you're right, it's the intention and it's the um, human intention behind it, isn't it? Yeah. That's the worrying thing. Most saying that we should we should tax these AI companies up to 98% just to slow them down. And then give that money to the, the people that were out of pocket, right? That's yes, right, yeah, please. yeah, to give it those jobs. 
No, no, not you. Not you've me. Done, you've done nothing <laughs> no, with yourself. I've done nothing <laughs> Yes, please. Yes, please. I'll take a check. His basic solution is, and that's what his latest book is to spread happiness. Well, he's fucking spreading fear, isn't he? Well done, Mo. I know. <laughs> that's the irony of it, though. Like, I dipped into a real spiritual hole when we watched it on Friday. Like, I went places... And me and Laura, my roommate, sat outside and we talked it over quite a lot. And it was, we've reached a point of going past like the fear part and sinking into, but da da and coming up with all these kind of possibilities. And then we were just like, we picked out a few of the things that he'd said actually during the podcast about just kind of the human psychological aspect of how we can now live going forward Mm -hmm. and just we just plucked those basic things those basic principles and we were like this is how we this is how we now go forward with this knowledge though so that we don't constantly go well you know because that is the type of fear-mongering that will that will induce people into that kind of state of anxiety about the future people worry about the future in our normal days you know yeah that is anxiety isn't it? that is anxiety future thinking so of course it's going to create another level of it on a major scale. Mo talks about the point of no return. I feel as if we've already passed that with social media. Mm, well, Yeah, same. Like he talks about how social media has shown the worst side of humanity, right? Even though it's, it's there for good, you know, in terms of there's a lot of good that comes out of it. Ultimately, overall, we see the worst side of, of, of humanity. So... In a way, we ain't ever going to go back to a, a life or a world without it. So it's like, it's scary. It's, it's you know, will we ever be present again? Will we ever be, mm. oh. you know, live live a time where we're just free of, of any other thoughts other than the moment that we're in? You go to a gig, everyone is filming it. Why? You're watching it. Where oh, yeah, of the, sort of the last hour age bracket is... 45 and 21. Oh, don't worry. 35? Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's at 45 then. <laughs> You're taking the load. Taking the load. I'm taking it. Taking a hit. Um, we're of that age where we sort of last remember what it was like before. Yeah. I think we're the last sort of lot, maybe a few years younger than us. I can remember going to IT lessons and going, this will never catch on. Yeah. I remember I'm not... Yeah. I've just been on clip yeah. off for like four hours. Clip Instead heart. of actually... <laughs> It's not all doom and gloom, though. It is all about intention. And we just sort of hope that, I suppose, as a humanity, we can govern it in a way that we can then, you know, we have a new child, don't we? Out. The the problem was, Mo said, we've let it out on the internet. And that was something that we never have have done. There's a lot of things we shouldn't put on the internet. But like you say, Scott, is that is done now and it's how we we deal with it. And there's amazing things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we... AI could probably find a technology that cures cancer. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw uh, in my research, um, there's uh, an AI currently out that is um, learning how to communicate with sperm whales. And if that's successful, we'll be able to communicate with all different types of life forms. All different types of sperm. I know, diff- I just saw that and God. I was like... <laughs> I've got one of them here, Scott. I, I, need, I need an adult in the building. We'll be able to chat to sperm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, Hiya, mate. Yeah. What do you look like? Are you, yeah, blonde, blue eyes? Yeah. Up you go. Go on. Up you go. <laughs> yeah. But you sound a bit airy in there. That sounds a bit <laughs> neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Yeah, you'll be fine, mate. Oh, God. Oh.
Dark Curly Air. Yeah, <laughs> back. Yeah, back. back. Back of the queue, boy. That's a, that's a new one, isn't it? <laughs> Discovery. Oh, my your, God. Your publicist training's coming out really well here, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, you'll do. Yeah, but listen, you've you've taken that to another place do you know what i mean i just say blonde hair blue eyes as an example because i have blonde hair and blue eyes so it's like oh yeah i'd love my son to look a bit like me up you go i know he's trying to deter <laughs> yeah, it now. Is, yeah. how is adolf by the way your dog <laughs> it's called adolf <laughs> putting a positive spin on it it you know we could communicate with animals that would be phenomenal if we can cure cancers that would be incredible loneliness as well we talked about that i hate i hate the thought of it getting in i, I hate getting the in thought work. of it re- trying to replicate human <laughs> i hate the thought of it getting the, in me getting in me yeah. i hate the thought of it trying to replicate human connection though i like it to yeah. a certain degree and then i want to stop at that point and i want to go no no that's an, that's enough now because this is what makes us but devil's magical a, devil's advocate if someone that is say locked like our world is so much more insular isn't it we're all locked in our homes a bit more if there is someone struggling and struggling and needs that isn't that a good thing and plus actually scott you might not know this but we actually have an inventor in our midst because didn't you invent (laughs) (laughs) you 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 invented you (laughs) (laughs) you invented um a sex toy yourself didn't you it was an accessory a sex accessory. Yeah. A sexery. What did it do? It was a cap. Yeah. What's it called? It's called a wank cap. <laughs> it's not even that inventive. <laughs> I've instantly lost and it. I've lost got, it. It's got the peak. Got and the then it's got type. like, <laughs> there was one. It's got wire that comes down. Fuck off. You, you're and then the me. phone, your phone sits in the wire so that you've got like free hands and then you can just like watch it and you've got free hands so that you're not like holding it and dropping it on your face i mean i don't even watch porn anymore anymore full disclaimer disclaimer you completed it you could just put it on a laptop though right (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you could do that as an option but what makes that wank so intense is if you're, <laughs> if you've got, you're in a dark room, light full beam, people having sex, and you're like that. <laughs> that is so intense. Someone could come into the room and you they wouldn't even know you're there. Would you have headphones on as well? Is it like that? Literally like this? Yeah. Yeah. It's too close to your face. Everything's blurry. No wonder you stopped porn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. No one needs a cop that close. Literally. (laughs) My mum always said too much of that make you go blind. Yeah, no wonder. (laughs) I I like that we've talked about um, this because it's one of those things that does need to be addressed. It needs attention, doesn't it? Are we the right people to solve it, discuss it? What, you? Definitely not. No, but we are the right people to get it out to people on a you know, a chatty level, because not everyone taps into Stephen Bartlett podcasts and stuff, and not everyone... The biggest podcast probably in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no one's watching him. No one's watching I tell that. you what, guys, we'll, Stephen, we'll drop... going to watch this one where we can chat about this. <laughs> we'll drop but you that... a link, mate. We'll give you a shout-out, boy. <laughs> so we will wait and see, but I do think there's going to be big movements very, very soon. What, what, what do you think 
will be the immediate things that happen in maybe in the next five years that we'll see? Or do you reckon it'll be like underneath the surface? It's going to bubble underneath the surface. And then the first things are, I think what you said earlier, I think the jobs are going to be the first things that are going to have massive, massive impacts. But it's going to be on such a major scale that we cannot avoid the impact that it has. I think it's going to bubble, bubble, and then jobs will start plucking. Yeah, we're just not going to need as many people. It's all going to be the same. Like, for example, if you are working Photoshop, I saw another AI development uh, where there was uh, a girl overlooking a balcony and it was just in sort of a landscape. Oh, no, portrait, portrait mode. Standing it's up. in portrait mode and they wanted a landscape photo and she's standing on a balcony. So the engineer, the Photoshop person, just typed in overlooking Italian village and then fit to scale, and it was done in 0.1 seconds. Oh. Um, now, it was near perfect, but you could just tell slightly at the edges, it was slightly bent, um, and it needed just uh, touching back in. So instead of having a workforce that is going to you know, go out, take the photo, do all that sort of stuff, it's just going to be a mixed match of images and then one or two people mm. touching up. <laughs> which is one of people one of two people touching up was what my solicitor said i got released from my last job for at least you went touching down i have to touch up i'm sure <laughs> do you know what i could actually I so. end it on this quote that he did because it actually struck a chord who's this mo yeah mo okay, go on then. <clears throat> we have forgotten it is not about how long and it is not about how much fun it's about <laughs> how we live <laughs> I thought we were going into... I was always in prayer that. position. And then Scott's gone... <laughs> what a load it's because I said how long and how fun, wasn't it? Ruined yeah. it. Basically, Go it's on. about... It's not about those things. It's about how aligned we are and how aligned we are living our lives. And I loved that. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Pla- get get into your garden and stick your hands in the soil. Plant things. Grow things. Yes, it helps. get grounded. It helps. Yes. Yeah. Leave your phone at home. Like the best night out I've recently had was when my phone had died. I had three hours of bliss. Yes. And that goes, you know, that it's it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. There's good, there's bad. We will see. Yeah. Scott, mate, thank you so much for being our first guest, yeah. being our guinea pig. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Loved it. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Steel Town Murders on the BBC iPlayer right now. Scott is, and I'm not just saying this because normally when you watch your mates and things, I always get a bit distracted. Yeah, but, um, you, I, you sort of disappeared, mate, um, and that's probably the biggest compliment that I can give you. Yeah, you're amazing. Uh, amazing. You're brilliant in it. Watch it. Get it on the iPlayer. It's there now, ladies and gentlemen. Half wolf, half man. It's Scott Arthur. Woo! Bye, Scott. Episode three in the can. Well done. Yes. Thanks so much, Scotty. That was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, he's ace. Thanks so much for watching. Like, subscribe, follow us on all socials. We're across all platforms and get us wherever you get your podcast. This is We Called It and thanks very much. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Bye. 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 COVID-19, call it. Test the win in the league, call it. Nana losing the teeth, call it. 